Here we go. All right. What has brought us here to this point <laughs> this, uh, at this time? It feels like a long road because of where I am right now, but I don't know if it's actually as long as I, it, it once seemed. <laughs> this is episode one of the Arrival podcast with Carl Vibe and Ginger. Uh, this is really exciting. I've been wanting to do this forever. This has been something that's been kind of a dream of mine. I've never had the place to do it or the time to do it or any of that until basically now. And it's all kind of come together and all these interesting things that I've had around the house finally have a place. And um, all the books that I've been reading have a place. And I just feel like all the decisions in our life have led basically up to this. And then here we are. And uh, I think the timing is just right. I don't think it's too right. soon, and I don't think it. I don't think we waited too long. I think it's just kind of, even it being today as opposed to a week ago. I right. just feel like the timing has just worked out really good. So the question is: Is what are we doing? What is everybody doing? What are we doing here on this podcast? What is going on? What is the purpose of not just this podcast, but what is the purpose of everything? Like, I've gone through a, a lot of changes in my life uh, and a lot rapidly recently. Yeah. We both have in our lives and in our families and everything. And mostly, <clears throat> it's been this huge journey and transformation. Right. Uh, ultimately, to find out who we are, like as <clears throat> as people or what we believe, why we're here, where we're going, and it starts to sound like this whole, like a religious podcast, <laughs> <clears throat> but we're not in a religious podcast, and we're also talking about success and happiness. And failure and, and failure. unhappiness, right? What are we all doing? Like, it occurred to me the other day, <clears throat> not the other day, I mean, months ago, like, and I've always felt this my entire life. Like, uh, what a, I could never understand what was going on in society. It never made any sense to me. Like, you wake up every day, and from the second you wake up, your mind just starts going and going and going. Yeah. And for what? To what end? And it's usually about so many trivial things. Or just not things that aren't actually even happening. Right. Imaginations. Yeah. Just potential conversations or potential arguments or potential right. job interviews or right. potential successes or potential failures. A, a lot of them, a lot of the thoughts in our head are, are just that. But I think, I think talking about where we are and why we have this podcast, I think we have to talk about just like knowing who you are, you have to know what you're not. Right. You know, so I feel like we need to talk about um, what has brought us to arriving to the place to where this podcast begins, because I think that's the beginning of our story. Why did and we? And not I, even that this podcast is about our story, but I think the question most people want to know, at least, is what brought us to this place, because I don't think that based on our career, based on our family, based on our previous, um, you know, 
places that we've lived, things that we've done in the past, this podcast doesn't uh, doesn't represent much of much of our past. It, this podcast this podcast rep- represents more where we are today. I would agree with that. I think we were talking just before this, like it's difficult for me to know where to begin because where I'm at right now is in a reflection of probably where the podcast needs to begin. Yeah. And I think it's the same for you. If I started talking about how I get to the point in my life now where I, where I meditate to find peace of mind and, and how I find success and how I get through my day and how I handle being a husband and a father and get through life and all of that, it's going to be completely different than six months ago by a long shot because of what we've been through and what's brought us here now. Let, it go, let alone five years ago. Right. <laughs> That's like almost... Did you feel like growing up your entire life, like you didn't quite fit in, like you were like the black sheep or whatever, like, or like you kind of saw things differently, like nothing quite made sense? Or did you just kind of plunge into what was in front of you? It depends on the topic and the specific situation. But in general, I would say that the way that I thought about things, I felt like was different than people around me from a pretty young age. Mm. So I would say that I didn't quite fit, but in a lot of ways, I plunged into my the expectations of me. Right. So in, in one aspect, I, I feel like I, I didn't fit in in a lot of ways, but then in the other aspects, I feel like I plunged deep into what everybody around me expected of me right. to the point to where I eventually lost myself. Right. Because here's what's interesting. It's like... <clears throat> what about you? I want to know. I think I always felt at odds. I always felt like a slight disconnect where things didn't quite make sense. It always felt weird to me that without outside of my control, whether I liked it or not, at the end of every day, everybody just kind of wanders into their bedroom and they lay down like on a, this <laughs> big, big mattress and they cover up in a blanket and everybody goes off into this weird dreamland. And that always felt weird to me and everybody, nobody questions it. Yeah. Everybody's just like, okay, like, go to sleep and have nice dreams. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why are we falling you know? asleep and, every night? Yeah, and you're born and you're raised up with certain a certain framework of how to interpret all those things, whether like the way your parents raise you or what you're taught in school or church or whatever. Yeah. And that's how you see everything. And that's completely subjective to where you're born. Right. And how you're born and where you're raised up. Right. And it's not until you're older that you realize that like uh, everything that you knew growing up and everything that you thought you were and who you think you are is all based on this world around you that you were just kind of like, that you feel like you were just plunged into at birth, you know, like all of a sudden you're aware, uh, you're living your life and you're you're trying to measure yourself up to everything that's going on and what you're supposed to do and who you're supposed to be every single day. And you get so lost in that world and society and goals and dreams. And I got to get, make money and I got to graduate high school and I got to do this. And, and it's like all laid out for you, you know, like it's all packaged. Like here's family, here's friends, here's who you are and all this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to add just a little bit. I I think I know where you're going, but I think, I think um, all of that's laid out for you, but now with social media and right. so not only do we have our familial 
um, expectations, like from our family, right? right? And our parents and our siblings, no matter what, you have a level of expectation for your family, for sure. Even if you don't necessarily even understand or realize that it's there, I think most people do have expectations, you know, that their mom's always going to love them and their dad's always going to support them and their brothers and sisters will show up whenever. You know, everybody has like a little bit of that. But I think that on top of that now we have social media. We have like, you know, sometimes like in our case, you know, six million people across our platforms trying to, that that all might have a say in what we do. And so... I feel like um, the expectations to be something are just increasing and they're not decreasing. Even though I think most people are coming to a place where they realize that expectations for other people aren't good, it's almost like it's still getting worse though. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and it's getting to the point where you don't even have any privacy or like, Right off the bat, even before you're old enough to get online, your parents are creating your profiles for you and who your persona is and who you are and what you are, Mm -hmm. what your religious affiliation is, what your gender is, what all that stuff is, is all assumed for you, not only in your home and family and community, but now to the whole world before you're even old enough. And as technology goes on, we have this virtual reality world coming. We have uh, artificial intelligence. We have Uh, augmented reality where uh, you put these you know uh, you have the glasses that you put on or you hold up your phone and it projects images into reality that aren't actually there like holographic three-dimensional images and things uh, that you can interact with mostly like as games and things or educational stuff but eventually that stuff's going to become integrated like with biotechnology and different things and like our grandkids our great-grandkids might not like as hard as it is now to to find out who am i and and to get to the core of that and to really dig into like your own conscious thoughts and really contemplating that and finding peace of mind our our grandkids kids might be growing up in a world that's so augmented yeah with their online profiles and this augmented reality and virtual reality that not only their religion and culture and where they were raised is augmented into mm-hmm. who they are from the get-go right. but this whole online digital universe is augmented into the way that they think that who they are right off the bat and to be able to peel all that back and not get lost in all those illusions of society yeah. uh Getting getting lost in all that is what's brought me here now yeah. to this podcast and what's caused all of this change in my life and in your life and, and everything. Um, oh, it's the, so the, 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 the desperate desire to escape the, the mental mazes and games and yes. all of that. Like you went... Wake- I would say has led me to where I am today. Yeah. Period. Like you wake up in the morning and everybody at home that's listening to this podcast or watching this knows that this is true. This is a common human experience where you wake up in the morning and right off the bat, 
um, your your mind or a thought or something in your dream kind of wakes you up, mm-hmm. and then your your mind starts going before you're really before you're really awake. Your mind is already going on a thought. Yeah. Usually, it's a concern or a stress, especially as an adult. Yeah, you have all these things, these demands, and as as adults in life. So you wake up, your mind immediately starts thinking all these thoughts. It starts imagining and projecting these scenarios. And this conversation starts to unfold about what your day is going to be, what happened yesterday, what's undone that needs done, uh, what you messed up on that you need to do different. And it just starts going around and around what feels like this, this wheel, like a uh, from hopeful expectations and I hope for this and then you're afraid of but then you're also afraid it's going to go bad and and then you feel positive like trying I'm going to do have a good day and you're like oh I hope that this doesn't fail and it's like you feel this whole spectrum and so from the second you wake up your mind kicks in and that induces the stress you know like you just have this can have this generalized anxiety about the day and over time um if you're stuck in an unhealthy pattern, like in your job or in life or your health or whatever, that can wear on you and wear on you and wear on you. Um, and over the course of your life, even when things are going really well, that same story in your mind doesn't seem to ever really change. It's just packaged and formed up differently. So it's like you're facing, instead of facing uh financial struggles from not having any money, you're fine, uh, struggling with taxes and yeah. employ, employing people and all these other things at a whole other level. But the feeling when you wake up in the morning is the same. That internal conversation is just a little bit different, but it's still experienced kind of the same. I think I think especially, especially like the feeling in the morning, if you ever went to bed angry at someone and then you wake up in the morning and you're still – having an argument in your mind with that person. Yeah. That's also similar to, right. to just that generalize that conversation in your head. No, no one's in the room with you having, well, I guess unless yeah. you are married and you're sleeping in the same bed, <laughs> then in that case they would probably be in the room. But generally like if it was just someone, you know, hopefully right. you didn't go to bed angry. Okay. Right. Isn't that like the oldest marriage advice in Don't the book? Don't go to bed angry. Don't go. Well, actually, sometimes I just need sleep. So, right. <laughs> but anyways, um, they're not even in the room with you, and you're having this big long conversation about some possible future confrontation you're going to have with them. An imaginary you know? scenario. Or the, yesterday morning, I or wake up and I'm like, these old tapes from the past, where you're like. Yeah. Reliving this moment when your dad was mad at like you. Like, I wish I would have <laughs> said this or that or whatever. Like, like, yesterday morning I wake up and I've got this, this, this happening at the remodel and this, this happening at the Airbnb and this happening in the video world and, and YouTube's doing this. And then that and gets invaded everything. by, like, a thought from, like, oh, my dad died. Oh, have you right. really properly grieved about that? And these all these, oh, these questions just come in, like, Somebody yeah. chucking a rock in the bushes behind you. And I've been you. awake seven seconds. Yeah. All of that happens, and I've been awake for seven seconds. The whole story. Like Inception, yeah. you know, like within, like they say, like, uh, like 10 years in the dream world mm-hmm. is like only a minute in this world or yeah. something like that. And so yeah. it's like 
right in within your conscious mind, like think of when you're in a dream, when you take a power nap, you can have this full blown dream and then wake up like, whoa. And uh, we've all had that. Yeah. Know? And so that happens in the daytime in our thoughts and in our conscious mind as we're thinking in that thought chatter. We don't consider that. We don't stop yeah. and think that that is our mental health and it's not may not even be who we are. And a lot of that chatter, um, one of the most surprising things <clears throat> when I started reading books like Alan Watts and stuff like that, uh, was starting to become aware of how much of it's like autonomous. And we can get into that. Like, Well, I think it's a good time to talk about thoughts being autom- autonomous a little bit because yeah. I think that's a big... When I realized and I no longer had to take... Well, what did you think your thoughts were first, though? Because like, I had a compl- okay. I was raised with a completely different concept yeah. of what... When I was thinking thoughts in my head, what that was. Yeah. And when you're... If that's not right or if it doesn't fit who you are, really, mm-hmm. that can lead to all sorts of problems because I really feel like... And a lot of people feel like the core of what like depression and anxiety is is when you're trying to live your life as someone or something that you are not. Yeah. And anytime you're doing that in any way, shape, or form, the more you try to do that, the worse it's going to be for you. Like the harder your life is going to feel. The more of a lie you're living, technically. Right. I would have to say that um, for me... For me? uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) Answer that question, then we're going to talk about our sponsor really quick. Okay. Um... I I would say that um, growing up, I felt like, so I had a sister that passed away when I was nine. I attributed a lot of my internal thoughts to like the spirit of God or maybe like my guardian angel or maybe like the Holy Spirit, you know, right? any, any way you want to look at that. And then also, so either like the spirit of God or the Holy Spirit or like a guardian angel or my sister or my grandma is like telling me things. By the way, really quick, if we ever talk about religion or religious perspectives mm-hmm. or anything or businesses or companies or anything, all of that stuff is just opinions and allegedly and just from a philosophical conversation yeah. of opinions. And uh, we never, ever intend to offend anybody or anything. We're just talking here and sharing our conversation. Yeah. So, anyway. So I think that I think that I interpreted a lot from the Holy Spirit and from my dead ancestors, basically. To put it bluntly, that's basically what I thought my thoughts were. I, I really did not give myself very much credit for any anything good that I thought about, but I always highly blamed myself for anything right. negative or bad or dirty or whatever. Right. I, it was because I was a horrible person. So... And I really didn't have a lot of those issues, but that's how I saw it. So it really, I really felt like there was a lot of outside things telling me what to do that I had to listen to, that I was always listening to, you know, the voices and I was always listening to like what was going on and, you know, and I never really just looked at myself and said, yeah, it's just you. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I would say that was the same for me. I always thought like, so there's the thoughts in my head. This is what I couldn't get around. And tell me if this is your experience too. And this is what I want to get to. What is the truth? What's really going on here? 
(laughs) in our conscious reality, what are we really experiencing? Because I think I think going on with your little caveat about religion and like we don't want to offend anybody is is that all of this all plays together. Yeah. You know, philosophy. I don't consider myself religious as much as I do spiritual or like. Yeah. Or whatever. But um, I think. Yeah. I forgot exactly. We're, t- what we're just talking about. Just we're getting trying to talk about the just the core of what it means to be alive and exist in this world, and yeah. and we wake up every day. Everybody gets up in the morning, and they get up and they go and they do what they're doing, trying to get somewhere or accomplish something or arrive someplace or at some time at some point. Yeah. For what is everybody doing it for? Why? Why okay, are we getting question. up and going to work every day? What? Why is everybody going and sitting in cubicles? Why does everybody go from one box to another box to another box? And they'll spend their whole life completely unhappy and not knowing how to change. And they're just waiting for that change or opportunity to come from outside themselves. And I lived that way for so long. And it's like, for what? If you're unhappy, then the whole way when you get to... 62 64 years old and you can retire from your career path or whatever you've cheated yourself and also i think if you if you haven't really stopped and and been where you actually are and you're just lost in that rat race of society then what are you doing it for you know so that's what i want to where did you want to where did you think so everyone has this idea of happiness in their mind, which I chased happiness a lot of my adult life and asked constantly asked the question, why am I not happy yet? That was my big question. Happiness, yeah. Right? Why am I not happy yet? Why am I not happy yet? So I, I you know, all growing up, I just thought, oh, well, when I'm an adult, I'll do my own thing and I'll yeah. be happy, yeah. right? So then you become an adult and then you're like, when I'm an adult and I own my own home, and I have a really stable job, then I'll be happy. Someday, like and then you arrive there, right? And are you happy? No. no. In fact, you're you more stressed out than you were before, you're, right? You're also, you are, but you aren't. And that's right. what's so crazy is the duality of it. Like, Because some days you wake up and you're like, I, oh, I just love my life. Like, this is so great. Yeah. And then like two days later you wake up and it's, oh goodness, I hate my life. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, you could ask me, like, we're we're married, and you could ask me right now, and you could say, okay, so uh, in your marriage, Carl, do you find the ultimate source of just, like, fulfillment and joy and happiness and purpose in life? And I say, yeah. And you say, yeah, through in <laughs> marriage, do you find, like, the most, like, annoyance and fear and jealousy and, and uh, anxiety? And I say, yeah, and it's all, <laughs> it's whoa, all at yeah. once, you know, yeah. and we try to think that like life is just one fixed thing. And, uh, we try to think that like, oh, these are my thoughts and this is who I am. Yeah. And you, everybody says, yeah, I'm, I'm here. You know, you do roll call at school. I'm here, but nobody stops and really knows what that means. Nobody really explore. Well, people do, but yeah. not very many, not yeah. very many people, people, usually just stay stay within um, the augmented reality in which they're given through the culture and the little village and the family and the society in which they're brought up. 
Yeah. And they can never climb over that wall within themselves because they're so worried about what the village thinks. They're, oh, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. It's super I mean, complicated and it's difficult. It's a touchy thing because... It is touchy because even part of our village is listening to this, I'm sure. That's okay. And it is okay yeah. because I think that... But I'm just saying that it is difficult because... Um, it, if, if we're out, if just for hypothetically, if we're outside the wall and we're looking in on our village, the only thing that we care about, at least because we've had, I know I'm saying we, because we've actually had this conversation yeah. is the only thing that we care about. Isn't that they're living there as long as they're happy, right? If they're happy there, then I'm happy. Totally. If, if they're, if they're well and all of that, then I can be where I am and they can be where they are. And right. that's truth to me. Uh, but it doesn't make, it, it does make me still want to make sure that they know where they're at. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's the touchy thing about, about these types of topics. I still want to hit it head on. Right. And just go for it because I think that we're just talking about our truth. No one else's. And I think for me, I've always been fascinated in science. I've always been fascinated in philosophy, in spirituality, and in just my own human awareness and conscious experience and what that means. Yeah. You know, and when you get into all of that and and you look at the spectrum What's weird is you start to discover, like I have recently, and we can we're gonna explore all this in these in these shows with different guests and really interesting people on this uh, arrival podcast. In the as we keep going here, uh, but oh man, I totally lost my train of thought trying to <laughs> self promote the podcast. Well, no, <laughs> you were just saying spirituality and everything, but. I think you we have, need to hit that sponsor. Yeah, you have to have those different emphasis and keep it all. You find a common thread that yeah, goes exactly. through those where you realize, okay, there is, at the at the bottom line, there is something going on here that everybody's trying to get at. Prayer, meditation has lots of different titles. Yes. But in reality, now that I've kind of um, experimented with different modalities of meditation. Right. It all feels so similar. Right. And, and the outcome or the desired outcome feels so similar to me. Right. That there has to be a, there has to be a thread of truth through it. Right. Because everyone around the world has a common, somewhat common, uh, yeah, and in the end, everybody's talking about prayer, the same right? thing and exploring the same thing from different angles. And that's right. a really deep topic, too, because on the one hand, like when you're talking about outer space, like uh, in cosmology and outer space, you, some people call it dark matter yeah, or the vacuum of space. But you go into like ancient Sanskrit and it's the uh, uh, it's the Brahman, mm-hmm. you know, or it's the Tao. Uh, if you go, or it's God. Yeah. Like the unmovable, the unknown, the, uh, that goes on forever. You know, and, and, and then science goes in and they're trying to use the Hadron Collider and they're trying to discover like what is beneath the quarks, you know, what's beneath the, yeah. they split all these atoms and they go all the way down and they're looking for the same thing. <laughs> All, yeah. And everybody's approaching it from different perspectives and angles. And what's that common thread that goes through all of it? And uh, 
and in the end, uh, there is something out there. There is a, a vacuum. There is a, a Brahman or whatever. There is a something that something. has that. But we just wake up and go uh, make our our meals at the restaurant and flip the pancakes and and go to work and trade money and ride motorcycles and stuff. Like that's what actually matters. Yeah. But and uh, and we also promote Zatril's CBD hot cream. Uh, this is our sponsor for the podcast. We actually have our first official sponsor. It's Zatril's. Uh, tell them a little bit about these products. Uh, Zatril's are uh, made in Idaho, so um, it, it's CBD products. They have lots of different natural products. They do uh, neem oil products, which is like a really yummy um, oil that has a lot of healing properties. So I use that chapstick. And then um, the CBD gummies I use every day. And then I haven't tried this new product, which is their uh, muscle hot cream. I'm, this is the first one that I pulled out of the box. We got They sent several products for us to try. Uh, I struggle a lot with inflammation. I slept in a recliner for eight years because of herniated disc back problems, chronic pain problems. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about hemp products and CBD. This is uh, put together and bottled up and everything and formulated in Twin Falls, Idaho. It's completely legal. Uh, It's great uh, strengths of recipes for CBD, but it is like the best thing that I've found. I now sleep in a bed again at night. I sleep way better, uh, way less inflammation. I'm actually way more active and uh, a lot happier. I've used the CBD um, gummies, which are like a little like gummy bear they just look like a gummy bear, and right. I just take one of those every morning. And, um, yeah, there was a time I, I was on antidepressants and anxiety medication, and yeah. and CBD has actually made it possible for me to go off my medication. I was taking hydrocodone. Under the direction of my doctor. I was taking <laughs> hydrocodone, tizanidine, uh, naproxen, mu- like muscle relaxers and yeah. all that stuff, and the CBD products have help me get through yeah. all of that. I don't even take Tylenol hardly anymore unless we have a really physical day or anything like unless that. Unless Ginger's but. making Carl um, haul <laughs> big old freezers out of basements and such. That's right. <laughs> but that's awesome. So um, thanks, Satchel. We'll put the links down in the description. You after guys should check this them out. Over. They're really good. Uh, really great products, really great company, good, good, honest people. So check it out. All right. So, <sighs> so I've, so to get back to where we were, Carl, what question did you ask yourself to put you on the path to where you are now? Because most people who have followed us know that we jumped tracks a while back. We did a life jump a few years ago that right. really changed everything. Changed our financial lives. It changed our marriage. It changed our families. And it wasn't one-dimensional and it wasn't one part of our life. It was all of our life. Really, we started transforming our life right. about five years ago. Right. And so what question did you ask yourself that put you on the path? Because I think my question is the same, and I think that a lot of people listening could learn a lot from that. I think it's been a series of evolving questions for me that I still am asking. That just keep it just keeps progressing and progressing, like yeah. an icebreaker trying to just penetrate through 
my own awakening. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I don't feel like I've ever stopped. In fact, I feel like, um, and I'll get to your, to your, what question I was ask, asking myself. But honestly, I think deep down, it was just always a question of like, what is the meaning of all this? Like, what is, what am I doing this for? If if I don't have any peace of mind, if I don't have any happiness, when will that come and how will that come or what do I need to do in order to get there? And it became uh, an ever-changing process of that. If we weren't happy and we were doing everything we thought we were supposed to be doing right and it, and we weren't at peace and we weren't happy, then it was like, okay, then what is it? Yeah. Where do we start? Uh, what could it be that could be in the way? Uh, but the biggest thing is trying to figure out what am I not? You know? Yeah. When I realized that a lot of the stuff that I thought that I was, who I thought I was, was all kind of put there uh, based on my surroundings and just the way my life was was going and who I was brought up to be and everything, uh, I questioned everything. Yeah. <laughs> all of it, all the way. I remember really, really early on, so about five years ago, if, I mean, timelines are just so, like, liquid, I feel like. Yeah. I, I feel like they change around a little bit, but about five years ago, whatever, I remember us talking about and being frustrated because – um, we'd sort of figured out the financial part of our life, which when you're first married, the first five years of marriage, right. you know, the first eight years of marriage, it's really about figuring out how to build a life together, you know, and some people get lucky and they get kind of, you know, they get a great job out of college or whatever. We sort of had so many businesses that we were trying to do and we yeah. were just always kind of entrepreneurs and kind of struggled through. But I remember about five years ago ta- having a conversation with you about being frustrated because we were doing everything religiously that we knew how to do, everything financially, everything as parents, everything in our marriage and still feeling such a heavy load of unpeaceful, unhappy feelings. And right. I... Remember waking up and thinking logically on paper, even not even on paper, just in reality, everything in my life was going the way I had planned. I'm doing everything I'm why supposed to. Why do I still feel like this? And the why same. is my life still like this? And why are things still going wrong? Yes. Why is there still so much tragedy? Why do I keep hurting the people around me in the same ways? Why do I repeat behaviors? Why do I keep finding myself how in do, these awkward situations how do that I I've get, been trying to avoid? How do I avoid? still get so deceived when I'm supposed to have all these answers? Exactly. And, like and being, <laughs> I, I think I found myself too confident yeah. in my beliefs and where I thought truth came from. I, was, I feel like I quit, yeah. I quit asking questions. Right. I, you know, shortly after I became an adult, I just started doing and stopped being deliberate. I stopped being intentional. I just started doing things and not actually asking myself, one, if I wanted to. Right. Or B, was it good for me and the people that I love? You know, I do a lot of things that are good for the people that I love that are hard for me. Everyone does those sacrifices. 
you know, sacrifices like that. But I just mean like, I still had the stress. I still had the feelings of unhappiness and uneasiness. And it all came from like, I, I expected to have arrived already at happiness. Yeah. Why haven't I arrived yet? And then you realize that the arrive, like that, what you thought the goal was, is the problem. That's what I've realized. And that's what I've discovered. (laughs) I feel like we should slow down and back way up in a sense. Take us to the beginning. That's a, that's a deep swim. (laughs) We were, uh, where to begin? Where to begin? The silence is poignant because Ginger and I uh, have taken upon ourselves recently a lot of meditation. We do meditation together. I find whenever I get to a point where my mind isn't making any sense and I have thoughts in my head that are confusing, like even sitting here right now, I start thinking about the computer, the control panel, the cameras. What am I going to say next? Should I talk about this? Should I talk about that? The thought chatters going on in my mind is exactly why I could never find peace and happiness. And that construct of thoughts in my mind, the way that I assumed and was raised and taught that that's how, uh, what those thoughts in my head were, uh, I couldn't ever sort out. So the way that I was raised as, uh, as a Mormon the way that we were both raised. And this is different for everyone. And I've come to a different place with all of this now. I used to be really upset about it all. Uh, But the way that I was raised had me understand that the thoughts in my head um, were different spirits. Like if I would have my own thoughts, you know, that were in my own voice that sound like Carl. Right. So I hear Carl talking Carl, like you wake up in the morning and there's Carl going, I wonder if I should, I wonder what I should wear today. I should put on. But unless you're actually talking, you question what voice is talking, Uh, right? Yeah. Unless you're you're actually saying the words and talking in your own voice. If you're just sitting quietly and those thoughts are coming into your head. Did you you still question? Unless you were talking. I talked out loud to myself a lot because I didn't know if I wasn't talking who was making the who was making so you the wanted, thoughts? When you when you felt like when it was coming out of your mouth, you knew that it was you. Right. That's how confusing it was, right? So confusing. <laughs> and I did that till I was an adult. adult. Isn't that funny? Till just like a couple of years ago. Like, yeah. We'll just, yeah. I mean, I, I think more recent than that. <laughs> I still talk to myself when I know what, when I want to hear might, what I have to no, say. This might not be anybody else's experience. Like if you're Buddhist or Hindu or involved in meditation or spiritual or something like that in different ways then you that might be laughable to you that we're but growing up uh, in that culture uh so i have and this is very much just our experience this is my experience growing up so i thought i thought that um if an idea came to me that was good that came from god yeah right correct same the general goodness uh that everybody has like why everybody stays between the lines on the road and why everybody kind of generally doesn't just go 
pillage and murder each other and everything constantly, even though that still goes on, uh, they, is, is the light of Christ or this, the goodness of Jesus, you yeah. know, is what I was taught. Kind of like in all so of like, us. So like even people, this is what I was taught, even people who aren't members of the church that we were members of could have the light of Christ, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone has the light of Christ, like a general goodness, which is good. Um, but then if you're a member of the church and you're baptized, then you have more revelation. So then if a good idea comes, that comes through the Holy Ghost, right? From God through the Holy Ghost, through either an idea, like a, oh, like I got an idea to do something good. And then that's confirmed by a good feeling that you have inside. Yeah. That confirms it. And that's the confirmation of the Holy Ghost telling you that what you thought or what you're just told is true. And you can verify that truth through prayer uh, and living clean and worthy to get answers to your prayers and stuff like that. And, uh, and so if you're living all the commandments and you're doing everything right and you're worthy, paying your tithing, going to the temple, you're dressing the way you're supposed to, you're conformed as completely as you can be to the way the Lord wants you to be, uh, and fulfilling that purpose and inside and out all the way through, then you're like a, an, a perfect antenna spiritually. Your body becomes like a temple for God, like a perfect antenna to receive these answers and these blessings to protect you through life, to give you help and everything. This is common yes. teaching. This is core, common, basic teaching. The problem with that is that those thoughts in my head are, one, all in the same language that I was taught at birth mm-hmm. in English, in my own voice, Carl's voice. Uh, most of the time, it's rambling off traffic signs and advertisements and replaying uh, songs uh, that I listen to on the radio. It's stressed out about work. It's running around about the past. Uh, it's anticipating success and, and setting up goals and hoping for things and then just to get them dashed. And, like, it's doing all those things. And meanwhile, here I feel in the middle of all this wondering, uh, which one's the, the evil spirits tempting me? Which ones are my ancestors trying to help me? Which ones are the guardian spirits which voices are God? Which voices of the Holy Ghost and which ones are the light mean. of Christ? And then right. where in the middle of all that, where in the hell am I? Yeah. And who am I? And, and, and when you're trying to make decisions in life and you perpetually feel like things are just getting harder and you feel like, where's the answers? <laughs> where's the blessings? When, and you're perpetually looking outside yourself yeah. for someone to save you for these angels to come or for this protection to finally kick in because you're doing everything right. And it just never seems to come unless you rationalize out all these miracles out of it all, you know? Yeah. And uh, fundamentally, I just realized that that was leading to a complete lack of peace of life and peace of mind. Um, I couldn't sort any of all that out. Um, and long story short, led to the point where I, that all basically fell apart on me, which I feel like I could have gone one of two paths, either a complete 
nervous breakdown and like emotional psychological breakdown or like an awakening. Yeah. And luckily here we are. <laughs> I'm not in a mental institution. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I always, I always want to speak gently. Yeah. About religion because it was, well, just, it played such a very big role in my life growing up. Yes. And so I have, I have a deep respect for, everyone listening and their beliefs and everything. So I I almost can't hardly even start talking without saying that because I just really want everyone listening to know that um, this is just our story. Yeah. And that's what, in this podcast, here we are in this podcast, and this is all about enlightening each other. Right. But when I, that moment, I remember specifically the first time I questioned whether or not I was in the right religion. Yeah. Um, at that point, I had never considered that there was no fully correct religion. I, I really thought that I was just in, I had 100% the truth. I really, really, really believed that. And where it started to be conflicting for me was um, when you were in leadership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how bizarre that was anyway just kidding carl not, was not a great time no carl Everything was a great I, leader and every very, path that i've taken on my life i've done sincerely 100 percent in and completely sincere even now i just chuckle a little bit just because of where we are now and and all of that not because of where we are then yeah but carl was in a leadership position that required him to um travel around to different congregations and we also were in charge of family history and we were over an entire like building. Well, Carl was over this entire building and he had like directors under him that were running it. And, and we served basically over an entire church congregation Yeah, in charge of an, a local congregation and in charge of a local uh, family research center in the community. Plus several other things on my Big responsibility. Things, yeah. It was all volu- it was a lot. It was all volunteer stuff. And we had barely gone uh, full time on YouTube, and we had three kids that we were homeschooling, right. and I had three or four callings of my own. Callings being like responsibilities. I ran they the call Cub the, Scout. It's called groups. callings because you're you're you don't go apply for it or anything. You're asked. You're like yeah. Called, they call you call you up to do to these do it, things. Yeah. So um, I was over all the scouts and the Cub Scouts in our in our congregation and like in our neighborhood and stuff. And so we were running like weekly and monthly events for that. We were doing the family history center. I was homeschooling. We were uploading content. We were running our business, you know, taking care of your parents, all lots of different things, maintaining relationships with family and friends and, and serving others and, you know, just everything. Right. And everything was going well. Right. And I remember thinking, wow, Carl's like in leadership in our church and like we have a, we're making great money and um, we can comfortably live with our three kids and I don't have to work and we're homeschooling and we're spending the weekends at the lake and like everything's perfect. And I'm so unhappy. I've never been so unhappy in my whole freaking life and I'm so <laughs> pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being there in the research center and uh, it was the second shift that week. So we'd already done a four hour shift and somebody called in and we had to fill in and I had to leave my own kids sick at home. And I had this, I had, and I think I had a lot going on during that time, but there was this kind of like pivotal moment 
that mm. happened sitting in that research center where I just was done. And I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. But I was so afraid of telling you. I had no idea why. It just felt like. Eh. I was just, yeah. I. it was almost like seeing behind a curtain and seeing how frivolous. We still kept going. For a year. For like a whole nother year. I didn't even talk to Carl about it for a year. Yeah. I asked to be released for my callings. Um, we moved shortly after that, within a few months after that, um, to a different town. And it wasn't until we were living there for almost a year, so it was probably a little bit more than a year, that that I finally was like, right, yeah, I'm having some big problems. And it was actually the tipping point was the adoption. Yeah, the adoption. The adoption broke my shelf, right. I would say, um, the rest of the way. Right. We had uh, we can go into this in another podcast and to tons of depth. Yeah, I think that we should do that on a different one. But yeah, but basically, we had an experience where we thought for sure we did everything you're supposed to do in order to get an answer to prayers. Both felt like we had the same answer very, yeah. very clearly, as clearly as we'd ever got an answer to anything, and it ended up being a complete and total scam, uh, a total <laughs> a fraud and a lie that. Um, it was really interesting. It was devastating at the time, but ultimately has... It's turned out to be fine. Turned out to be fine. But that was crushing and did crush yeah. a Mostly lot Mostly because in my we life. were going to adopt a baby. Yeah. And it was the grief and loss. We had to go through an entire phase of the whole thing of grief and loss, just like we'd lost a child because we had attached to... It was this. every bit as we painful had attached as a to an imagination that we were going to yeah. have this other baby. I now. would say it was more devastating yeah. than either one of my miscarriages. Right. It, I, I think that that the way that it failed and the way that the bookend ended yeah. on child rearing and childbearing for me was so sore. Yeah. That uh, having the adoption on top of that just kind of. Right. Broke my Jesus shelf is what I call it. Jesus shelf. It's the shelf that I put all my questions on for Jesus when I died and it got too heavy and it broke. Yeah. And I think that when I finally came to you and I was like. This is hard. We have to talk about something super important. And in the back (laughs) of my mind, I'm like, well, I might get divorced later, you know. Because yeah. I just didn't know. In, in our religion, members. that's very common where one member of the relationship loses faith and the other person wants to persevere and go on and, you're it, married, and it ruins their marriage. You're married in a sacred covenant in the temple at an altar yeah. and you're sealed to your each other and your families throughout all time and eternity all the way back to Adam and Eve. Yeah. And so when you leave the church, uh, that's... Like you are shattering that covenant, you are breaking all those promises. Yeah. You're now an enemy to the all of those covenants and promises, and it's only by the extra faith of the rest of the family that you'll ever be saved now. And that's what we've done, right? According to the the technical doctrine, depending on the way and angle in which you believe. And it, I guess. that amount of weight is exactly how it feels talking to your family. Right. When I talk to you, when I talk to my parents, when I talk to my siblings, when right. I talk to your family, all of that weight behind those covenants, it, in a lot of ways, when we still talk to family, feels like it's there for them. You know, right. they haven't, I don't know, maybe they have, but 
um, it's harder for other people to get a level of peace with your life decisions than you. Right. Like I can look at my sister and look what she's doing and not fully understand why she's doing it um, and have a harder time accepting what she's doing than her because she knows what she's doing. Right. Right. So they look at us, I feel like, and it's hard for them to understand. Um, but it's easy for me to understand because I'm here living it and I'm making those choices within my own control. This is ultimately something that I had to face that uh, was really devastating for me to have to realize. And it's some people might consider this sacrilegious or upsetting in some way, but I, and I don't mean it that way. It's literally just a philosophical thought that came to me that I have never been able to wrap my head around completely with the way I used to think and believe. Yeah. And that was that the realization that if God was just like, was another person, like a perfect, a perfected being, you know, like a resurrected perfect man, you know, like it's taught like this grandfatherly figure with a beard who used to be like me, but is now exalted. Perfect. perfect, Right. Uh, I, I will still only ever uh, be myself. Meaning like if I'm standing in front of him at some point in heaven as a spirit entity, like I still have to be me. I still have to experience who he is through my conscious individual perspective. And, And then it's like, can God keep secrets? Will I ever... Will I ever arrive in the long run if there is life after death? Am I ever going to get there? Am I always going to feel like kneeling before a throne at some point? You know, or am I ever going to, unless you someday merge and become this one kind of amalgamous unity with him, you're never going to be the same. You're never going to know everything he knows or feel everything he's ever felt yeah. or experienced it at all unless like he gives it to you or it's, and then you still have to understand what all that is from your own prism of conscious perspective of this is who I am. So my question is, that's really complicated, deep to consider and to ponder. But I realized that like, if God is this eternal being that is, through all things and in all things and goes on forever and is eternal and cannot die. And is like, then he is through all things here and now. A lot of the times right we now use and, the and, and, and not separate from me at all right now. And, and all, like, maybe already part of you. And maybe, right? and maybe I'm more one with him. Maybe the stuff that like Jesus was talking about and see, it all starts to tie in with what's like in a way science is talking about now and in a way uh, yeah. that ties into this ancient Sanskrit uh, stuff from these old um, Hindu Upanishads and and, um, the, and Buddhist texts and yeah. stuff that goes back to 1500 BC. People sitting up in the mountains meditating are talking about stuff that like Donald Hoffman and Sam Harris are talking about when they're w- with uh, neurology and consciousness and the Hadron Colliders and all this stuff people in the mountains meditating in 1500 BC in Tibet were writing all this same stuff down in different terminology. And there's some sort of a universal thread going on here when they're talking about God and the human conscious experience 
and then when we wake up in the morning and how much our mind just goes off and we daydream all day and we think random thoughts and then we go to sleep at night and have full-blown dreams and all the different personalities that we become day in and day out, one after the other. And it just is this crazy flowing endless cycle and you just get up and go to work and come home and watch TV and get up and go to work and come home and watch TV. And nobody's really, not very many people are stopping and considering what is going on and and when maybe maybe something about what you just said um like when you meet god you have to you have to experience that through yourself yeah but the idea and the and the concept in mormonism where that we're going to become a god is i remember when i was a kid That I wanted that's to like be an adult. That's like a secret teaching that's really not secret. Yeah. Everybody, it's not secret. It's not It's not really secret, but I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to be an adult so bad. Be, the, just the idea of being a kid had me frustrated, and I was planning on being an adult and working towards that from a really early age. I had a re, I've always in my whole life had a really hard time just being happy where I am. I'm always very future-oriented in my thinking. So when I was a kid and thinking about what it would be like to be an adult is so much different than actually being an adult. And I think that when we talk about God or any other word that you want to use for that, um, will we ever know when we've arrived there? Because the truth is we haven't ever been able to recognize when we've arrived anywhere until somebody has told us or until we've reflected off someone to show us. Or somebody above you has like called you up or transcended you up. And then did you really ever, did you really get there or did somebody lift you up like a, like carry you the whole way? Like how can you uh, achieve that level of like knowledge and enlightenment unless it's like, well, the way it's taught is that it's just endowed into you, like it's just given to you like a gift, like you have these spiritual gifts that are endowed into you as you go along. When in fact, I think that the idea of arriving to that place is all our personal experience. Yeah, and how am I ever going to get there if from the second I wake up in the morning, uh, <laughs> you know, old you know, old town road starts going in my mind and I have no idea how to make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Or the conversations or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just getting up and going and I'm stressed about money all day or I'm stressed about taxes and I'm, or I just like, uh, and you just are lost in this world of makeup and hair and fashion and how many likes and thumbs up, thumbs down. And man, it's just like this, a jungle, you know, of, and then, at the end of all of it, when you get caught in this tornado of society, it all comes back to like, why? What are we doing? Well, and I what think is the purpose of it all. I think going back to the first question is, oh, whoops, sorry, playing with the samurai. Yeah, swords. we have warrior swords. When everybody comes here to this podcast, <laughs> I want them to feel like they've entered the dojo. It's exactly how like it they're is. like we're in Carl's space we're here to we're here to work on things but we're here together like a family and a brotherhood or like a sisterhood as a family like we're, yeah this we're all here i'll be part of your brotherhood one shared thing to have a, a like a cool experience but i think that the idea and the feeling of arrival which is about what this podcast like is about Singsara is is a those of you out there is Sorry. just um I think I've found that the key to my arrival is acceptance and accepting 
myself, you know, accepting my confidence. But what is that? Is and your, all the growth. Are you accepting that thought chatter? Like when you wake up, that's like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to get that done. Is that who you are? Like, no, what, I think are you talking about like you're accepting your hair and your career path and like accepting your success? Like, that's what I mean. No, like, I think it's more <laughs> about accepting me aside from all of it. Yeah. That I'm the one goodness with no opposite. And that I've already arrived to a place of godhood because I'm creating my own destiny already. And we've arrived at this podcast because we've made the decision that Carl Vibe has arrived to a place to where... It when when she be, says you know things like she's arrived at godhood, that's just that's like a, a metaphor of awareness. Yeah, talking about I a, should be more careful. Awakening of awareness. I just mean like whatever part of God is a part of me, whatever right. is has already happened. Meaning, it's if if all, you, if God is inside me ever, He's already there. It's a paradox to think that if you can become a God someday, which means. If someday I can become unchanging, immortal, eternal, timeless, in all things, through all things, omniscient, aware, in you know, th- aware of every hair on every head and every particle of sand and every flake of pollen in the air and all matter that exists and not to mention everything throughout all space and all of that, like <laughs> if you at some point can become that, then how can you say that you're that you weren't that before you were born already, and that's not what you are right now, just kind of put here, like yeah. uh, under certain curious circumstances that we're all trying to sort out, like what is the meaning of life and who am I, where am I going? All right. these fundamental basic questions um, all originate from this, right? And the idea of like, like that you have already arrived is uh, realizing that even though we're going through this human mortal experience that feels really solid and real and everything like that, that like if you can become that someday or if there is some awake transcendent immortal spiritual being that you are someday, time is an illusion. It's not It's real. not real. So you're already in it. You're already, eternity is happening right now. If you can get a sense of that. Yeah. If you can get a sense of that this idea of past and future are just imaginations that you hold in your mind, you have to think about the past from right now and you have to imagine the future from right here and now. You can't go to either one. You're just in this ever-changing present here and now. And if eternity is eternity and infinity, then it's here and now. Already happening. Already happening. And the idea that you can... uh, somehow become this through all things, in all things, eternal uh, being someday that you can transcend and become that or unify with that. How can you not already be that? We already have all of that. It's a paradox. I feel like it's a paradox to say that you're like a baby and you have to like come spiritually come out. It's like none of it like, and the interesting thing is, is that when you get to the core of, uh, of a lot of this, what we're talking about here is that 
in the end, you will you have to experience everything as you. I have to experience everything as me, and I will forever and always be me. Right. And until like I I die and then I go into whatever whatever it is <laughs> whatever that whatever that is uh, the what ancient people would call the Brahman the unchanging unmovable nothingness within which everything moves and exists and we can get into all that but um, that you experience with deep profound sudden enlightenment and meditation yeah. that I never experienced. <laughs> knowing what I was experiencing growing up until I found it and all these ancient things and stuff. But a lot of these modern cognitive, cognitive people and people that are studying consciousness like Donald Hoffman and Sam Harrison, all these guys are all uh, studying the ancient stuff and bringing it all to modern science too. But it's really interesting. You, nobody's questioning when they wake up in the morning why their thoughts just run on in their mind and then when they lay down and go to bed, what in the heck is going on? And there's only a few particular people that are looking into that. But what if that's like at the core of why you're depressed? What if it's at the core of why you're unhappy, why you're not successful, why things are not going the way that you hope, why you feel like um, everything just keeps going wrong? Yeah. Um, you have to get to the bottom of that or what's the point, you know? If if I have to go through my life and um, be unhappy regardless of the fact that I chose a great spouse, we have three healthy children, you know, creating our family came with its own heartache just like many other people in the world. Right. But um, here we are. We have three children. We have an incredibly successful, more than one incredibly successful businesses. Right. Um. And we're just, we're making leaps and bounds in in our relationship, in our marriage. The in American our dream and everything on paper. Right? Yeah. It, it feels like all of that really has come together. And this journey of arrival for, for me is all within myself. And getting to the bottom of why I'm so mean to myself, why I'm so uptight about my expectations of other people and where that comes from because that's me right I can't blame who I am now solely on the way I was raised or my parents or my school teacher or nanny or anyone right Mm. you who I am today is me and who I will be 10 years from now is also me, but the only person that's going to change my perspective of my own life is me. Right. So five years ago, we, together as a couple, luckily, I would say four, because five years ago it went to poop, and then four <laughs> years ago we decided to go ba- go together down right. the road. We decided to stride together in every step and, and not go separate directions. We decided to, that... That this was a this was a path we were willing to travel together, right? No matter if it got ugly, and so we went down it, you know. But I think the arrival piece is learning all of this, right? And I'm not even there yet. Yeah, not even close. the The beginning this for me is now is the beginning is be- today, right? Right. 
And we have so much to fill in everybody of how we got here today. Um, Definitely. Should we do that now? <laughs> There's so much to cover because it has to go into uh, the village that we came from, the belief system which we were raised in. Uh, the belief system in which we started our relationship. Right. And where we were. And then when and we how we had to question that. And how we realized inevitably that my perspective of it all is different than yours and everybody's. And, and that's a lot of people might be shocked to know that Carl and I don't agree on, on everything. On a lot of things. A lot of things. We voted differently in the last elections. Yeah. We think very differently on religion and spirituality even now. I mean, there's a lot of common things, but I wouldn't say that we right. always agree. We definitely don't <laughs> <laughs> agree on a lot of that stuff. So. But in the end, we're both trying to get to the same thing. Which and is we want to go sense, together, which is interesting. Which is that sense of peace and calm and arrival. Like we have uh, got where we're trying to go. Someday. When will that come? Hey, is that going to come when we, we die? Is that going to come in heaven in the afterlife when we're finally reunited? What is that? Is it going to be like some big... With like well, organs hope- and harps, and then we're gonna go create worlds, <laughs> and then like it all starts over. Like, like what's gonna happen? Like, <laughs> you know how I want. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know how I want to feel. All we can do. How do you want to feel? Don't worry about what's gonna happen. Tell us how you want to feel. All I can do is sit here and imagine it. I can't escape that fact. That's what I've come to. I was going to trick you. All I can do is sit right here now where I'm at, at, in this chair, at this table, while I'm awake to contemplate it and think about it. If I'm not daydreaming about random shit running through my head I or sleeping at night dreaming about weird stuff or at work working on worky work stuff, like the little bit of the minute that I have to actually be here and now is the only time that I can even imagine it. Yeah. I can't. And it fundamentally, I can't escape that, that this idea of even the past, like show me the you that was who you were yesterday. Go get her and bring her in here and bring her to me. I would like to meet her <laughs> because she's not, she's not, she there. doesn't exist. Yeah. There's these weird phantom paradox phenomenon in in reality that nobody embraces like that who is the you that was you yesterday that your hair's grown longer some eyelashes have fallen out you've showered and scraped skin off you've eaten different food you've breathed different environments you're wearing different clothes you've thought different thoughts and felt different emotions and the world has turned in a different way you know, I, just you're not even in the same point in time in the universe or anything like all of that has changed. Where is that who you were yesterday? It's this, and even right here now, it's like I, I do this to my kids all the time as a joke <laughs> to say is like, here's my fist right here. So everybody says this is the truth. I can say for a fact, there's my fist. In reality, we're all saying my fist right now. Carl's got a fist. I have a fist. Okay, ready? Where'd it go? Where is my fist? Show me my fist. Bring it to me and weigh it on a scale and give it to me. Yeah. The past is like a smoke of incense and we don't, we take our pictures and we post it everywhere 
but our thoughts, emotions, and everything that we think we are and what's happening right now that we think is so solid and fixed is more like just a constant flowing, moving, just reflection of light. And ultimately what's weird is that's what it all is, is that physically everything that you're seeing right now, all of it, that you're seeing in the room around you, and everything that you're hearing in your ears and that you're feeling in the table and all of that is a type of like reflection that's all going in and being perceived by someone watching, by you, by who you are in there, observing it all, piecing it all together and trying to interpret it. Donald Hoffman would say, and he'd say that science even proves that what you think is the truth, even based on evolutionarily evolutionary math and evidence and everything, what you think is reality 100% cannot be because of how many gaps your conscious mind has to fill in. Yeah. And even the Hadron Collider and the most cutting-edge laser beam science knows that the further in that they look at everything, 99.99% of all solid matter is empty space. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Think about this. Just what you just said, that your your um, reality, yeah. basically, but basically your perception can't actually be re- reality. Like, yeah. mathematically, it just can't be true. Right. It's like you get told a story that's not true, and then you have a reaction or an emotion to that story. Yeah. And then finding out the story never even happened. Yeah. But those feelings that you had towards the story yeah. feel as true as this table right now. The feelings I had towards that fake story, right. that pretend thing, wh- whether it be gossip or something, this friend said this about this friend and this person's mad at you or or the adoption stuff or whatever, it's like you can you can have a story that's freaking tangible. Some yeah. a human being is standing in front of me telling me this story, and all I'm doing is assuming they're not lying. Right. That is all I'm doing. I'm listening and absorbing a... the story and assuming that they're telling me the hundred percent truth, which their perception is not accurate at all, as we're just learning. Right. But you listen to it and you have that reaction. You find out the story is not true. Then what do you do with those emotions? Right, the ancient the, the, the ego inside of you has to yeah. swallow those emotions, right? And you have to go now. It's fake. It's all fake. It's all fake. Yeah, and these ancient and it was ever just words. The, the ancient Upanishads and the the modern research and everything both would say the same thing. Now is that that like. Uh, <laughs> That whole physical world may not even exist until you consider it. Yeah. Like the photons, even of matter, are in a ready state, like an unfocused state, until you experience them or until something looks at them or or reacts or entangles with them. Yeah. And then suddenly they focus and become what they are. That's how these photons can exist, like in two places at once, (laughs) like ready for the decision to be made. Yeah. And so you have this weird phenomenon where the, yeah. So this whole 
play goes on in your mind and you find yourself like even your in your thoughts you're creating this whole imaginary scenario and you create a whole story that feels real and it feels like I'm trying to prepare myself for this or I'm trying to sort this problem out or I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to and you feel like you're trying to do something there and so you're having this whole internal dialogue and feeling all the emotions of it Mm -hmm. and you never escape it because that's who most people think they are is that running dialogue of emotions and thoughts that runs in their minds and their emotions day in and day out from every waking moment. And the biggest variable in our life in those stories is other people. Right. Your boss, your friend, your family, your husband, your kids, your wife, your babysitter, whatever. Right. The biggest variables in life are people. And so it's just a, it's a matter of how nobody in the same room has the same perspective. My perspective of this podcast is completely different than yours. Right. Right? Right. I bring a variable to your podcast and a reflection to mm-hmm. your podcast that nobody else can bring and right. vice versa. Right? So... But that doesn't make what I'm saying any more true than any truth in the world. Yeah. It just might feel more true because I'm sitting in front of you. And this is experience feels very real. Yeah. But there is a possibility that I could tell you a story that is not real, that I could make you think is real. Actually, probably not because I'm a horrible liar. But <laughs> if I was a good liar, <laughs> yeah. I could like tell you the story that you would listen to that you would feel real feelings over. Maybe sure. you would even cry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, Like I if you say, really convinced me that right here and now on this podcast, you were going to reveal some secret you've kept our whole marriage or some devastating thing, like I would feel real emotions like that was yeah. happening and be like, why are you telling me? Wait, why are you telling this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I could even tell you just a flat out lie in that regard. Right. But why would you not believe me? Right. You would believe me. Yeah. You know, and so we naturally in our life have the voices going on in our own head that are autonomous. Our minds, just like our hearts, create thoughts like our heart creates heartbeats. And and it's just going and you have to sift and you have to filter and you have to realize that when I'm driving in the car and my mind is like, oh, Wendy's. Oh, I love Jake bacon, che- bacon, junior bacon cheeseburger. And you're reading I can really all the go billboards. for a, li- a diet coke, and then I'm like, oh, furniture store, a sale. Oh, I need new furniture for the family room. Da, da, right. da, 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 How right? many more miles till the oil change? Right. right. A text like comes this whole in. Running dialogue. Yeah. Multitasking. A text comes in from Carl. Oh, he's so annoying today. Or, <laughs> <laughs> right. or oh my gosh, I love him. You right. know, depending on the day, right? Right. And what has changed? From yesterday to today to tomorrow, everything. Right. Not nothing. None of that is nothing. All of it is something, and we're progressing. And just like you said, you can't show. I can't show you the ginger from yesterday because guess what? Even already, where I am today as opposed to yesterday, yeah. I've already changed. Right. I I dis- This is actually real. I actually feel like I've discovered that I've been upset with someone for like a year. And just since yesterday, have been able to just, like, let it go and realize that was probably a source of gossip for the reason why I was mm. angry at this person. Yeah. I kind of uncovered this, this like, it was yeah. one of those things where I was like, why am I upset with these people? Right. You know? And then it's just kind of like, oh, 
they didn't really do anything and neither did I. It's just this weird thing, you know? So since yesterday, I can literally say the reality that I thought was reality was not it was fake it was completely fake it was held it was in a, it was a it was a story that i listened to and that i just assumed that the person and, telling it wasn't lying and and you thought up until then that that was the truth and that that is was who you were and was your life yes that was the running dialogue until something comes and kind of pops out yeah that's the running assumption and, and that's kind of what we're talking about is this idea of like uh what are all those augmentations that you're running on? Yeah. That's what we were talking about at the beginning. You're raised up or you hold these different augmented realities, not just in your vision, because we all know, like anybody watching this that knows what, or listening to this podcast that knows what augmented reality is, um, you're going through life, whether you like it or not, with layers and layers and layers of that augmented view of perception Mm -hmm. uh, that when you're awake that you say, Oh, I am Carl. I was born in this place and I do this. And you're thinking these thoughts in English and you go to work and you dress this way and you're playing this role that you've kind of uh, have been augmented with in a lot of ways. And unless you can peel all that back and get behind all that, you are inevitably going to lead to dissonance and confusion and depression and anxiety because you're living a life of someone that you're not. And you're trying to be somebody who you're not and you're becoming something who you're not meant to become. And you are literally lost. You can be completely lost uh, in inside in incredibly complicated circumstances to the likes of which... You don't even know the thoughts or emotions in your own head or your own mind and where they're coming from or who they are, if they're even me or who that is or what I'm doing here. And and eventually, until you can separate from all of that or find methods or ways or tools, which for some people is religion and spirituality, through other people it's meditation, through other people it's just like an ego death awakening. There's all sorts of ways. Some people use psychedelics. Some people... Uh, all sorts of different ways and methods, but everybody, it seems, even the person who gets up, puts on a suit and tie and goes to work to his office all day, who's not even questioning any of this stuff or thinking about it at all, everybody is trying desperately and doing everything that they're doing to arrive at something, to arrive at some point of feeling of like they've made it. And... I'm here to say with this podcast and with every guest that we have on this podcast, I want to explore what that is. What is that common thread for you? What is it for me? What is the universal truth that all of us doing all the variety of different things in the world from all of our different universal independent perspectives, where are we all trying to get? What are we doing it all for? What is that common vein that runs through the shared human experience that we hope to achieve and arrive at someday? And can that be achieved in this life? Or is this life never ending? For me, it's always changing. Are we living this, the eternal now? Like that's in just this flowing dance of imagination? Or is it like Alan Watts kind of, says in the core of Hindu teaching is, is like 
that all of this physical reality is coming through you. You're in it, and it is you all at the same time, and you're lost in it like a game of lost and found and hide and seek, and you've put yourself here because if you lived forever through eternity, what else is there to do? If you could do anything that you want and had all power and could live forever, uh, eventually you would get bored and want to forget, or you would want to have some real experiences. And we would You'd want to get lost. Right, if you look at your own life and you look at it from a perspective of if I was an eternal being already, right, and if I lived already forever already right and, I, and i'm just in this mode of existence and i've already been a bird you know maybe like you reincarnation don't, maybe you don't <laughs> believe in reincarnation but maybe you've experienced right. different forms in this life um or throughout existence i mean i don't know if reincarnating coming back to this specific world is what happens i don't i don't know but maybe if we're already eternal beings um you know, in Christianity, they kind of have like the pre-earth life, or is that just Mormonism? That's just Mormonism. <laughs> okay, like in, the, in Mormonism, there's like the pre-earth yeah. life, and then you come to earth, and then you're judged, and then you go to like your eternal heaven, you Where, know? Wherever you get slotted. Yeah, yeah, wherever you earned. Whatever you earned, you kind of get your reward, right? right? Um, like going through cattle gates or something, you're herded into one ex- eternal yeah. or another. It's, yeah, however, a, however, yeah. Um, but... I think that I don't know where I was going now because I'm so distracted from the cattle gates. (laughs) (laughs) But what I no, what I was saying was, if we're already an eternal being, then we probably would create a game like this, right? Right. This is probably like if that. This is just philosophical. One of the philosophical things. This isn't necessarily a belief. Right. It's just one of something Alan Watts brings up. But if this is a game, I wrote my own story and I can see it. I can see that I put myself here. Of course but, I did. But then the you thing know? is, is of that. Of course, Ginger. You're in it right you know? in it right now. And the whole idea is this, uh, there's this whole movement with like Eckhart Tolle. And see, there's there's this whole new movement now. Like what, there's Papaji and Muji. Yeah. And then you've got um other spiritualists like Eckhart Tolle, and then you've got philosopher spiritualists like Alan Watts and stuff. And they're all exploring the same conversation, the same kind of idea of like, um, at the end of the day, you have to be you and you're experiencing all through your, your consciousness. Yes. And if you don't get to the fundamental core of that behind your identification with everything, meaning like, you wake up in the morning and the thoughts start running. That chatter in your mind. What am I going to do? What am I going to eat? Where am I going to go? Oh, I hope I don't lose money. I hope I don't get fired from my job. Where am I going to? All of that stuff starts going on and the emotions. And I wonder what somebody thinks of me and so-and-so is going to call me. And all of that starts going and going and going. And then you realize somehow, though, like even right now, when I'm talking, I'm able to pause in between the thoughts I still exist. So like I can, this is like a little meditation trick, like a basic, basic meditation trick. But we can do another one that's like uh, to give you a break from that rat race of within yourself. 
you can, let's count from, most people count, they say one, two, three, but they, nobody counts from the zero. So let's pretend that we're going to start where there's no thoughts, no numbers, no names or labels, because remember the words and the thoughts that we use in our head right now are in English in a language that I was taught in school and as a child by my parents. That I was alive and existed before then too as a baby, as a toddler. And so all of that was put in there as an augmentation. So let's get if we get try and get behind that, you can say let's start at the zero. We're not gonna name anything, no labels. Let's start, let's just pretend and let's become the zero. And we're not even gonna imagine or visualize anything if we can. We're going to start at that nothing, that zero. Try to become that. If you want to close your eyes, you can. And then we're going to start to count to one, but never get there. We're never going to let the, even the thought of one come in our mind, and we're just going to hold everything outside. Like if you took your shoes off outside, just hold your past outside, thoughts of the future outside, and we're just going to count to one but never get there. So we'll start at the zero, and we'll just some of you may have got that, and some of you probably didn't. Some of you immediately were probably like, did the audio just cut out? Normally, normally I get those, but I was just thinking how cute I thought you were. I'm sorry. Right. So <laughs> I was a, just looking at you. If an imagination <laughs> popped in your mind or you immediately went one, then you missed it. <laughs> I, I missed it because I, I looked up at Carl <laughs> and I was like, he looks so cute. So I missed it. So if you missed it, that's okay. But at the basic, basic level of the of meditation and, and awakening to the here and now and kind of starting is realizing all the things that you're not. And when you realize you're not even the thoughts in your own head, and you can have this thought and then just then at least you can maybe get a taste of the fundamental substrate of maybe who you are behind it all. There has to be an unmovable base layer. Who, when you have that first thought, when that when one pops to mind, or when you imagine something, the first thought that comes up, or the first awareness, has to be observed or witnessed by who you are kind of in, not really in front of you, but you are aware of those thoughts. I think that one of the very first... That doesn't necessarily mean that you are those thoughts. I think that one of the very first um, realizations was how, how good I felt about who I was when I first started learning how to... There's only good there. And you realize that all that chatter in your head, like 95% of it is self-abusing 
torturous type of imaginations about the past and the future and hoping for things just to get them dashed, anticipating things and being nervous, playing old tapes about the past and all this craziness that's useless and just causing exhaustion and lack of focus and lack of clarity. And you realize in any given day from the minute you wake up to go to bed, I was only maybe five two to five percent of the time of my waking conscious thoughts were even effective and the rest of it was just like being lost in this cognitive tornado of emotions and imaginations and daydreams that i couldn't escape and then how much of that is all fueled by the augmentation of our life and childhood and religion and beliefs and everything and that's what i want to explore with every guest on this podcast and with this live stream and show and and uh have I want to have philosophers, doctors, psychiatrists, successful people, business people, health-related people. I would love to have interesting gurus from different belief systems and stuff. And try, if people hang out here and come to the dojo uh, or singsara or for the moment of meditation that you might get or just to give yourself like some a breathing room in the day and a nice podcast to listen to as you're driving from one place to another. Hopefully that this doesn't waste your time. I don't ever want to taste your time, waste your time. I want to be able to um, uh, be sincere, but never too serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, you guys, this has been the Carl vibe podcast. It's been really awesome doing the first one. I haven't even checked to see how many technical difficulties we've ran into. I wonder if like it that. actually streamed. <laughs> If it actually did or not, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. You guys, uh, if you want to check us out on Instagram or wherever, uh, the links will all be down in the description below. We've had a great time. Thanks so much for subscribing if you're watching on YouTube or elsewhere. And don't forget to check out Zatural's CBD Hot Cream. Uh, 15% off if you use hashtag Carl Vibe on the store. You get 15% off one of the purchases one time only. Go check it out, uh, Zatural's and you guys in the next one. See you guys.